Let us bow. Father God, we come to you right now saying thank you. We ask for anything. We just want to say thank you. We thank you for allowing us to arrive at this moment. Lord, as we sit back and reflect off, uh, reflect over all you've done, we just want to say thank you. Lord, at this moment, I ask that you would move me completely out of the way, Father God, that you would have your way with my mind, my mouth, my heart. Uh, use my thoughts, use my memories, use my experiences, Father God. Use me as you see fit this morning. Have complete control of this message. Uh, for your people didn't come to hear from me, but to hear from thee. Do as you see fit. In Christ's name, amen. It's a dangerous prayer. At this time, too, if you have any little ones, any little ones you want, uh, it is also our Children's Church Sunday, so little ones, we have our teachers in the back, um, and you can have the little ones head to our Children's Church service. Amen. As, as Paul said in his prayer, uh, Lord, we thank you for a building to show up, to be able to, to, to house our babies, to have space where our young ones can go and have a, another adult, right, be able to love them during this time and to share the love of Christ is a blessing. Um, and it's amazing how, uh, as I think about young people and using the experience of young lady, uh, Janae, who was here, uh, God has done this multiple times this week where he has um, young people who I have poured into uh, at one point or another have showed up this week. Uh, the first experience was at a, uh, at a school, a school on Monday, and it was a tough school. I'm, just, I'm not going to name the school, but it was a tough school. And Sister Jones, when I walked in, I was like, ooh, I hope these kids are not coming to our session. It was one of them, right, them kids. I'm like, I hope they're not coming over this way. Um, and sure enough, God was like, yeah, they're coming that way. And there was a young man who I remember if specifically when we walked onto the campus, he was on the phone and he was yelling at somebody. And I was like, oh, I hope that at least he don't come to this session because he, he having a bad day. Yeah, I hope they do come pick him up. Um, they didn't. And so he showed up in our space and uh, had his head down. And so I was like, okay, got his head down. So I ain't going to bother him. I'm going to just, you know, pat him on his back. Let him know I'm here for you, brother. It's, it's all right. Um, about 25 minutes in, 40, uh, yeah, 25 minutes in, we took a break. And he came up and he walked up to me. And he was kind of like a little aggressive with it. Like, you don't remember me, huh? I'm like, first of all, take that hood off. Maybe I might be able to see your face. Um, he was like, used to work at one of the schools that I went to. And so he named, of course, two schools that I never worked at. I'm like, nah, maybe it's just the wrong guy. And then I said, well, actually, I said, did you go to Hagerwood? And he was like, yeah, that, that's the school. And I said, uh, he gave me his name. I said, oh, I remember you. You were feisty. First, he was a first grader. And he was off the hook. First, but he didn't listen to Catherine. Like, you sit down, he's like, no. Call my mama. One of them kids, right? And so, but as we continued to dialogue, one of the things that he shared with me was that 
he remembered how I made him feel. He said, I remember how I loved going to your program, how you and your staff loved me. And if this school was set up the way that that program was, I would love showing up in this space. His whole attitude changed. And so for me, what I looked at, he saw me, but I saw God. Because at that school site, listen, Del Paso Heights, I used to have to drop to my knees, Brother Cyrus, before, before school, before I went out and engaged. Lord, help me. Help me to be a light. Help them to obey. Help me to reflect your love, your patience, your grace. Help me. And it was evident that God had moved. And so, again, he's 18 years old now and remembered this experience as a first and second grader that this program made him feel safe, that this program poured into him and loved him. And so I, I share that because I think about how, as we get into this text this morning, uh, there's some moments where God was talking to me about remembering. And as I think about, make sure I have this, okay, there we go. As I think about our service and how God is often showing up in our lives, I think it's sometimes we can forget what God has done in our lives. And so the title today, and before we get into that, you, you all know I'm, a, I'm an educator, so uh, Brother Arthur, who did our, our preaching uh, course, he said that all preachers are teachers, but not all teachers are preachers. And I said, you are absolutely right, because I am a preacher, but I have to teach. And so how we show up? How did you show up this morning? Did you show up, right, like the uh, prisoner? And there's these different buckets, right? So you have the prisoner, the vacationer, the sophisticate, and the shopper, right? And that's first person who is here. You are here, but you don't want to be here, right? You're here, but maybe it's because your significant other said, if you don't come, right? This relationship has second thoughts. So you're like, let me go, let me go on and get up to service. Let me go on and go now because if... My relationship is on the line, so I'm going to show up, but I don't really want to be here. So you might be that prisoner. Um, then you have the vacation, who is that person. The vacationer shows up, is in space. Brother Wright, who is here. <laughs> but you, you know, you in L.A., you in on, you know, Long Beach, you at the beach somewhere. The vacationer. You show up, you here. You know, you here physically, but your mind is somewhere else. I'm talking to me. The sophisticate, the person who shows up in space, but you've been reading the Bible, so you can quote from uh, Genesis to Revelation. You don't need no new scripture, right? You don't need this young man talking to you. Hey, what, you what, he, what he gonna say? He can't tell me anything. And because of that, you can't, you're gonna miss your blessing this morning because you're too sophisticated. Then we have the shopper. You're just looking for that one thing. You know, just that one thing I wanna take I don't care anything else he talk about, right? He talk about remember the Lord. I don't need to remember the Lord. I already remember the Lord. I'm here for that one thing. So you can take it back and tweet it, right? Make it seem like you're smart. Like, yeah, I said, you ain't going to give me credit. No, I ain't going to give God credit. Because he's, he's speaking this morning. But lastly, I challenge you to be an explorer. And in my work outside of, or, or ministry, work ministry outside of City Church, this is what we talk about, how we show up in space, especially for our young people. Right? Thinking about these young people who I've engaged in, in, in showing up in space, how I show up. Do I show up as a person who really don't want to work with kids? 
right? I used to be on campus and I would talk to some of my colleagues and like, do you really want to do this? Because it don't sound like you really, my biggest mistake for me, this is just Nathan's experience. So you other educators, you teachers, brother Josh, don't hold, this was my experience. The worst place for me to eat my food was in the staff lounge. Because in that staff lounge, there was so much negativity about the babies that we were serving. And for me, I didn't have to share the same perspective. Of course these young people had challenges. Of course these young people needed uh, more resources. Of course these young people needed love. But my biggest mistake as a, as a youth, right, I was 19 when I got onto the school campus, and I, oh, I'm about to go sit with the teachers. Um, but I realized that there was so much negativity in there. But not by their own fault, because they're overworked, underpaid, undervalued, education. But I realized that a lot of folks who, if they don't know the Lord, will see this as a burden and not a blessing. They will see service as a burden and not a blessing. And so I challenge you this morning uh, to, as we think about uh, how we show up to be the explorer, ask the Lord to, uh, to show you what is it that you want me to see this morning. Help me to explore the text in a way that speaks to my heart, Father God. Help me this morning. Help me not to be the prisoner, not to be the vacationer, but I want you to, to understand there's going to be moments where you're going to drift on and think about uh, Sister Rita's dreams, right? You go, there's going to be moments where you start to think about the koinonia. You start thinking about, oh, in two weeks, though, we get to eat. So I can't wait till he's done, because in two weeks we get to eat. There's going to be those, those moments, but I challenge you to be the explorer this morning. Amen? Amen. So... Thinking about, uh, just wanna, two points. Two points, three points. Think about Pastor's uh, his sermon last week. Speaking about, as we continue in our study of Genesis chapter eight, there were these two points that really stood out to me. And I hope they bless you. And these were two notes that I took. These are not the only notes, Cyrus. I had more, but I'm just sharing two this morning because we limited on time. Um, obedient, Entering and obedient exiting. Amen. Pastor shared how Noah was obedient as he entered the ark, Amen. and he was obedient as he exited the ark. The second thing was, in, in, in alignment to his obedience, we know that Noah sent out the bird, right? Sent out the bird, the dove, to see, hey, is it, is, it, is it cool? Is it safe? But Noah didn't move until God told him to move. And that really spoke to me, because I be moving. <laughs> you may be like me, sometimes you just find yourself moving. Yeah. Anybody out there? Come on, this is, a, we, this is an honest church. We could be, amen, amen. So yeah, there we go. Got some witnesses this morning. And sometimes we can just be moving and not asking God, is this what you want me to do? It may look safe. Uh-oh, Lord help me, because I'm not even, <laughs> we're not even to the message yet. It may look safe, that situation, that relationship, right, that job. It may look safe, but it may not be the best thing for you. So we have to wait on the Lord. Lord, it looks, it, the coast looks clear. Everything looks all right. The job, the salary's nice. The, the, the hours work. But Lord, is it, is it good? Should I move? A lot of us just, it, it works. The hours the salary? We don't, we don't think about the work, though. Lord, is this what you want me to do? Is this how you want me to use my gift? 
my time, or should I say the time that you've given me, the borrowed time that I have, is this what you want me to use? So Noah didn't move until the Lord told him to. Then the question that I have for you and that I, that the Spirit gave to me was, Nathan, what would happen, what would your life look like if you were completely obedient from start to end? Nathan, what would, your look, what would your life look like? Professionally, personally, romantically, right? What would your life look like if you were obedient from start to end? From entering to exiting, what would your life look like? What would your life look like? Some of us, right, we, we, we understand. We're going through some of the things that we're going through because we were disobedient. I remember, I, I, I'll use this experience as I, I'm like, Lord, again, as I said, it was a, shared that that was a dangerous prayer. I said, Lord, use my experiences, use my life, uh, as I heard in the song, to glorify you. So before, uh, well, while I was working in education and youth development, I had an opportunity, well, struggling, right? Finances were tough. Pops was gone, my mom, my little sister, and I'm working, and my mom's like, son, I appreciate the, the, little, the little, you know how parents are, the little help that you've given. <laughs> don't make me feel this big. I already feel this big. She's like, I appreciate the little help that you're giving, but we need a little bit more. And so I'm like, well, I love my job. So she's like, yeah, I know, but that little job. You know how you women do. <laughs> your little friends, your little job, your little car. Anyway, so she said, I understand, you know, you love your little job, but you need some more money. We need some more money. I said, Mom, I, all right, okay, I'm going to go uh, apply for another job. So I ended up working at Apple, y'all. Sister Kim, I was working at Apple. Right, yeah, yeah, y'all don't think you was there. Maybe you was, but you didn't know me. Right, I was working at that department. You probably don't go to the department I was working in. Uh, so I asked, I said, okay, I'm going to go get this hustle, picked up the job. So as I get into this job, didn't pray about it, Cyrus. I just, my mama said, my little job not enough, so I need to go get some more money. So I'm going to fix it. Right? The young, the young man is like, okay, I'm going to help my mom out. I'm going to go get this job. Get this job at Apple. I, and, and the supervisor, when I showed up, come on, come on, I came from a Baptist church, so I showed up in a three-piece, Sister Jones. I showed up in a three-piece, like, to interview. And this brother looked at me, looked me up and down. He said, ooh, you know what this job is for? I was like, yeah. He was like, you're going to be doing a lot of labor. I was like, yeah. He was like, you sure? You got a three-piece on this. I don't think you understand what you're getting into. I said, no, my mom said I need another job. So I get this job, and so what we're doing is for Apple, we're uh, making bales, right? And so what bales are, some of you may have seen bales of hay where they compact it, push it together, right, and, and tie it with wire. Sister Rita, the only one to know what a bale is. Okay. All right, so in these bales, right, so what I would do is I would go around Apple, Sister Kim, and pick up all, all the styrofoam, Right, everything y'all didn't want, all the boxes, right? That was me, I'd come pick it up, we had throw it into this big bell machine, and then it would compact it, right, nice and tight. Then we would have to go out and we would have to tie it around, we would have to tie this wire to make sure that it stayed, all the cardboard, all the styrofoam would stick together. Well, I had one bell, I had two bell breaks. Uh, so one bell broke, and I'm like, okay, so the bell broke and the stuff started flying outside. Supervisor was like, y'all gotta go pick that up. I said, who? We ain't got another, they hired somebody for the bed breaking? Like, y'all, that's, we don't got nobody else. A custodian go out there and get that? It's, so this bed breaks, right? So it's cardboard everywhere outside, blowing away. So I'm like, okay. 
So we go gather all of it, put it back. Two days later, doing the machine, we gotta compact everything, and, and everything is looking good. Then I hear snap, bam. But this day, this day is styrofoam, so it's not cardboard. The styrofoam breaks, and so you know styrofoam, right? It expands, and it's one of the hottest, windiest days in Sacramento. Listen, y'all see me up here sweating already. The bear broke and the wind blows this styrofoam all over Apple. And again, the supervisor comes out and says, y'all gotta go get the styrofoam before it goes too far. Now mind you, I already seen some styrofoam that was way too far. So I'm like, you came a little bit late, that is way too far. So I was like, listen, supervisor, listen. Today my last day. This guy just, this ain't for me. I knew I should have consulted the Lord. But I, my mom said that my little job wasn't enough, so I came up here to Apple to get this job. This, I'm, just, I'm not built like this. And he said, I, he said, I, I knew. I knew it. As soon as you showed up in that three-piece, I should have known. He said, but can you at least give me one more week? I said, ah, I don't know. Maybe two more days? Because I can't, I can't take another bell breaker, right? You can put that in the stipulation that maybe if a bell break, that I get to leave early. But... I share this because I got ahead of God. So look, this is what happened. So I got ahead of God, got this job, right? Bill's breaking on me, I'm going through adversity, I'm struggling, and uh, had I just waited on the Lord, had I just waited on the Lord, my job calls me and says, hey Nathan, we have an opportunity for you to become a supervisor. A full-time job. Benefits, we, 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 yes, it's a full-time job, and a salary, and we know that you, we know that we feel like you are the best person for this. Now, because I got ahead of God, had I just waited and told my mother, hold on, because those that wait on the Lord, anyway. So let's get into this message, because we haven't even started yet. So, text today. The message I titled today is First Let Me Worship. First Let Me Worship. First Let Me Worship. Sister Angela, first, let me worship. I thought that I had a good topic. Mine was like, God is moved by our faith, which is, you know, that's one of my points, but see y'all the way y'all just crickets? God was like, that's not it. So, and you see, what happened, Brother Cyrus, was I was, as I started the, my, my, my scripture reading and I started to study, I got into it, and anybody ever been studying and it's just not coming to you? Because you just jumped into it and you didn't pray. So I said, okay, hold on, I see what I did there. Lord, can you speak? Lord, can you give me the words for your people? And I told Eric, I said, I had to stop because it was so much. I had to get up away from my computer. I Lord, hold on. I can't take it. It is so much. You are giving me so much when we wait on God, when we allow God to speak. So the word, the title that he gave me was first, let me worship. There's five points that I want to share with you this morning. Five points and I'm out. So if I give you these five points right now, some of y'all can go into vacation mode, right? But God, God see y'all. You go into vacation mode, God see. Here are the five points, right? Point number one, have an attitude of gratitude. Have an attitude of gratitude. Point number two, remember the Lord. Point number two, remember the Lord. Yes, you can write this down. It is okay. Note, note takers, right? are the money makers, note takers, 
are the world changers. Just let you know, that's a little motivation. So if you're not taking notes, you're like, right? So number one, attitude of gratitude. Point number two, remember the Lord. Number three, God is moved by our faith. Number three, God is moved by our faith. Point number four, you deserve it. You deserve it. And point, our last point, number five, is God's promise remains. God's promise remains. So as I thought about this text and I was getting into it, the first thing that I noticed uh, from our text last week, they exited the ark, right? Noah left the ark along with his wife and his sons and their wives, and they got out of the ark. And then as we come to this text today, the text says that then Noah built an altar, right? The first thing that we said that he does is his act of worship. Title, first, let me worship. Noah had an attitude of gratitude. Let me define attitude. It It says, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Gratitude, the quality of being thankful, the quality of being thankful. Readiness to show appreciation and return kindness. So we see that Noah steps out of the ark with an attitude of gratitude, ready to respond. Amen, amen. Y'all see me up here. Right? So attitude of gratitude. Noah steps out of the ark and has the mindset and is ready to do what? To worship God. This convicted me because I realized that Nathan, had I stepped out of that ark, the world flooded, I ain't seen growing in a long time. I don't know if the first thing I would have done is worship the Lord. Our family, let's turn up. Family, let's party. Wifey, let's, you know, come on. It's been a long time. See, y'all don't understand. Nathan, we're talking about obedient. It says that Noah was obedient in entering the ark. Noah was obedient in exiting the ark. Then he steps out of the ark. And the first thing that he does it says, then he built an altar, taking some of the clean animals and some of the clean birds, he sacrificed them on the, on the altar. Yeah. This is what the first thing that he does. So the word that God gave me was, Nathan, do you worship me first yeah. when I bring you through? Yeah. Is that the first thing that you do? Yeah. It made me think of um, Nathaniel, my brother who's here today. He sent this, sent this video to, this, to our group message. And it was this pastor talking about, in John 14, when Jesus was walking on the water. Y'all remember when Jesus, yeah, Jesus walked on the water. Some of y'all are like, woo! It's all right. So Jesus was walking on the water. And as he's walking on the water, the disciples, they scared, thought it was a ghost. Right? And Peter, our brother Peter, we got to love Peter. He always the one, right? I'll never leave you. But he says, if it's you, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come out. Tell me to step out. I'll, I'll, I'll come to you. And Jesus says, come. And so what does it do? Jesus, I mean, Peter gets out of the boat. He starts walking on water. He's walking to Jesus, but then something happens. He starts to sink. He takes his eyes off of Christ and begins to sink. And this pastor talks about how as believers of Christ, Christ followers, we have a tendency to take our eyes off of Christ the moment we receive our answered prayer. Soon as, Lord, Lord, if you just give me this job, 
Lord, if you just give me this relationship, Lord, if you just give me this car, if you allow them to bypass it, they look over my credit score. If you just work it out, Lord, you just work it out, then you get on the highway hitting 80. Jesus, who? You forgot who, who worked it out. And so it reminded me as we look at this text, not Noah. Noah stepped out of the ark, looked back at what God had brought him through, and the first thing he did was an act of worship. So the question I have to you today is, are we, right, as God brings us through storms, adversity, even good times, do we look back yeah. and begin to worship God? Yeah. Lord, because I'm grateful for what you've done. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought about how we like to lean into our smarts, our intelligence, our connections, when we think about, hey, yeah, I did that. And people may even tell you that, you know, it was you. It was actually your looks. It was your connections. But I challenge you to go deeper. Because if we think about it, who's, who has blessed us with those connections? With those looks? It's God. So either way, it, it's still God. And so Noah understood the source, right? Understood the source that brought him through. Understood that it was Yahweh, it was the Lord who had brought him through the flood. And so Christ, it says that Noah kept his eyes, and we think about him going through the flood. Before he stepped in the boat, he had his eyes, eyes on the Lord. When he was on the boat, he had his eyes on the Lord. He stepped out and still had his eyes on the Lord. Nathan, this is for me. Nathan, do you have your eyes fixed on the Lord? You're on the journey right now. You're headed towards adversity. You're headed towards a good time. Do you have your eyes on the Lord? Are you focused on you? Are you focused on the outcome? Some of you may be saying, well, I, I, it's been a long time since I had my eyes on the Lord. It's okay. Yeah. You can fix your eyes on the Lord right now. Yeah. 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 My old church growing up, every, every, in Greek, every Sunday, woke up this morning with my mind, every Sunday, stayed on Jesus. Why? Because if I stayed on Jesus, this world is trouble, is adversity, all of the challenges I am able to overcome because my mind is fixed on Jesus. Noah was able to weather the storm literally because his eyes, right, all he had was God's word. Think about that, y'all. As Pastor said, we have the luxury to go beyond. Some of us did not skip ahead. Noah was right here. Lord, you said build an ark, I'm going to build an ark. You said get on the boat, I'm going to get on the boat. You said now exit, I'm going to get out. All he had was God's word. All we have is God's word. But we live like we have God's word in our looks, our finances, our bank account, our cars. All you have is God's word. If God says your time is up, your time is up. At the end of the day, all we have is the Lord. Amen. Point number two, remember the Lord. If we're not careful, we forget where God has brought us from. And it's so amazing how, even for me, I could get spiritual amnesia. God has brought me through so much, Sister Catherine, so much. I'll just even use City Church for a moment. Thinking about where God has brought us from. Yeah. We were in the garage. We were in a garage. And if not careful, we'll forget that God continues to show up. Show up. 
we will live our lives in such a way that we, let me be careful just in case God doesn't do what he said he's going to do. We have a backup plan. But I look at City Church, there's no backup plan. God, all we have is God's word. Pastor, word to Pastor Meeks, Meeks to us, we follow, we played our position, here we are now. But there was times where it didn't look good. Lord, this garage is getting a little hot. I can't invite no more people. We maxed out. We need a location. Well, where are we going to go? Do we stay in our Grove? Do we go to the south? Do we go to the east? Where do we go? Where do we go? Lord, our pastor prayed. First, let me worship. First, let me pray. Let me ask the Lord, where do you want, where do you want me to go? So if not careful, we'll have the spiritual amnesia. We'll forget what God has brought us through. And I don't know about you. Think about what God is. Just take a moment. Think about what God has brought you through. Just in the last week. May has been one of the most busiest months for me. And as I look back, just in the month of May, God has saved me from myself. God has showed up when I didn't deserve it. Just because he is who he is. Yahweh, God showed up. So remember the Lord. Some of us, I also want to, to remind you that it's not just about the bad times, right? We need to remember the Lord in the good times as well. Although Noah went through this storm, it was bad, it was difficult, it was challenging. God has also brings us through good times. And we need to praise the Lord just as much. Amen? I think it was um, Noah who said, not Noah, but uh, Job, who said, how is it that we accept just, you know, the, the good but not the bad? Right? We like, we love the good times, but it's the bad come along. Hold on now, Lord. We are, it's almost like we equate, if things are rocky, we're like, maybe, I, Lord, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Or maybe I, I'm, not, I, I'm not praying enough. No, the good times are also God is equipping and developing and correcting you as well. God is using those things, as the song said, use all of the, everything for your glory. Use everything, even the bad, even the good. Use it for your glory. Point number three. God responds to our faith. It says, the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy the living creatures as I, as I have done. God responds to our faith. Noah builds an altar, makes a sacrifice, then we see in this verse, what does it say? Then the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. The first question that I had, Brother Cyrus, was how, wait, what made this aroma pleasing to God? Because when you think about burning meat, right, it's not, I don't, I mean, of course, it got seasoned, like, we got seasoned now, right? We got Mrs. Dash, we got some, you know, this is a basalt bag. We got some stuff that's different now, right? It was Chef Emma. I came up during Chef Emma. Bam! Right? Y'all remember Chef Emma? Yeah, I see you back there. Yeah, you just sitting there. Bam! Throw that season on there, right? But a burnt offering, it's just burning meat. Why was this pleasing? Why was this a pleasing aroma to the Lord? And so as I continued to study, as I continued to lean in, I was reminded of it was an act of faith. It was an act of faith. 
And this word smell means to accept, to enjoy. The Lord enjoyed, the Lord accepted, right, this smell, this pleasing aroma because of Noah's faith. It is our faith that moves God. Some of us are like, if I just cry a little bit more, God, he, he is concerned about you. Yeah. Right? He doesn't want us down here just crying all the time. But it is our faith that moves God. On, Noah, right, had God's word. He heard God's word and then applied it to his life. Yes. What did this do? This moved God. Amen. Build an ark. Okay, I'm going to build. And as I'm building, I've never seen rain. I've never seen this, but I'm going to do it. In your life right now, God is telling you to do something. God is telling you to do something, but you're scared. You don't see God moving. It's because you lack faith. Talk about me. I am impact, my business. Lord, how, what, do I, what do I do? How do I, how do I do this? Move. Tell people. Build a business plan. Outline it. Share. Go train some folks. Do it for free. Continue it, and I'm going to, I'm going to show up. God, let me share with y'all. Lord, help me. I was out. I had a speaking gig uh, scheduled for out in Marino Valley. Speaking gig already. I'm, I'm going to be out in Riverside, California, right? Headed up to Riverside. I get a call. Hey, we want to know if you could have a meeting with you about I'm Impact. I'm like, okay. I don't know this person. I don't know where they're located. Hey, yeah, we're out, we're out here in, in uh, Marino Valley. Wait, I'm about to be, I'm already headed. Because God, yeah, yeah. Nathan, just, just move. Yes. Don't worry about how, who's, how, don't worry about all the pieces. That's my job. You just move and I'm going to show up. Set up this call, right? Set up this call. I already was just doing what God has called me to do. Yes. I get another call. They say, hey, yeah, but well, we want to meet in person. Now, mind you, had I not been already out there, I can't, I'm not about to drive out six hours for just a meeting. That This is not a guaranteed money. But God said, no, I'm going to allow this because I sit in a high place, right? And I know that you're already going to be there, so I'm going to place it on their heart to call you while you're already out there. And then we're going to secure this contract because I need you to go out here. Amen. And guess what? Then I get into this space and say, how long y'all been in ministry? Nathaniel and I are walking in the parking lot. Brother comes up to us after our meeting. We done secured the contract. He said, how long y'all been in, in ministry? God. God has placed people in the right positions to do what God wants them to do. So even when you think, oh, they don't, they don't believe, they don't, we might not have, God will whisper. See, what God says, people have to obey. When God speaks, people have to obey. So we look at the text, right? This uh, aroma was pleasing. So we know from the text that God was moved, right? Because it says, did the sacrifice? It says, I will never again curse humans. Even though you deserve it. Point number four. You deserve a curse. Come on, y'all. We deserve a curse. But God has said, I'm going to step in and intervene on your behalf, even though you don't deserve it. Why? Because I love you. Not because you look good, not because you smell good, but because I love you. I'm just going to intervene. Come on. You deserve it. But then on the flip side of us deserving a curse, we also deserve grace now because we have Christ who intercedes on our behalf day in and day out. 
So some of us are hindering ourselves because we have said, oh, I don't have this and I don't have that. Christ is covering you. Just like that Noah, when he was in the ark, the symbology of the ark representing Christ is carrying Noah, protecting him from God's punishment. It was, it was God all along. It was Christ. Point number five. God's promise remains. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. As we look out into the world, it's, I think we're, we, are, we have hit, if, if this sweat is accurate, we have hit summertime. Which means God's promise remains. So it's not just a matter of us going into summer. This is also a promise. Every time we get to engage in a new season of life, it is God reminding us of the promise that he made to Noah. Come on, y'all. So in my life, in your life, I, I question you. I, the questions that I have for you this morning. The first one is, what stood out to you? What was God speaking to you about? At what moment were you like, Lord, I know what it's like. And I'm sitting there and pastor preaching. I'm like, okay, Lord, I see what you did. So it's amazing how his word can go out from the pastor's mouth and hit everybody's heart individually. Amen. And we all in different walks of life. Yeah. Point number two. How did this make you feel? Yes. What, 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 what does this remind you of? What scenarios in your life? Because I believe some of you out there, God is calling you to do something. God is calling you to be obedient. God is calling Nathan to be obedient. And it's just a matter of us being obedient. We'll show up. Some of us have, some of us are pausing God. Think about that for a some of us have paused God because we don't want to be obedient. Yeah, come on. See, I'm in Going back to this business, I paused God, Catherine. It wasn't me. I was like, ah, people were telling me. He was sending me all these signs. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Right? Like writing that poetry book. I don't maybe, you know, I don't know who wants to read. Who wants this, right? When I think about it, I'm my worst critic. When I know that I'm sinful, I'm wicked, who wants me in front of them? God's saying, it's not about you, Nathan. It's not about you. If you just become obedient, yeah. right? Because I have a word inside of you that, you that these people need to hear, that these babies need to hear. Yeah. They need you to go into space, to be the light, to be the light. Number three is, question is, what is God, what is the lesson that God is trying to teach you at this moment? What is the lesson? Many of us go through the same we are taking the same test right now in our lives. Insanity right now, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. We're we telling ourselves, it's gonna be different this time. Because God, he loved me. He gonna move differently. But, you know, God is like, no, you're gonna take this test, and you're gonna pass this test, right? And then we're gonna level up, right? See, Nathan had to be a steward over the little job. <laughs> Come on. My mom, when she told me that, that little job, before I give you your own business, I need you to be steward over this little job, right? My boss told me one day, he said, you know those people who say, if it's only one person, I'm gonna give them all I got. He said, you mean it. Cause I done jumped onto your lives on Instagram. It'd be one person on there. You just, ha, yeah, let's go. 
because God has called me to be a steward. I don't care if it's one person or a thousand people. God has called me to give them a message. I'm going to give it to them the way he's given it to me. So what lesson is God calling you? What test is he calling you to pass? And I want y'all to understand as I go take my seat. It's an open book test. Sister Anna, it's an open book test. Brother Irving, he said, bring your notes. Bring your notes. Bring your notes. I want you to take the word with you. I want you to take a cheat sheet. So when you sit there and you don't know how to pass the test, I want you to open up your notes. What's the notes? The Bible. Open up your word. Go, go look into the text and I'll, I have the answer if you just, if you just open up your notes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I'm waiting for Pastor to come up here. Apologies, apologies. Let us stand. God, you are so good. God is so good. I, I, I share, and I know I was a little long today, forgive me, Pastor, because I, when God was moving, I was just like, Lord, this is a lot. Lord, this is a lot. And I think often, I think back to when City Church was formed, Sister Audrey, I told Pastor, and some of you may know, he asked me to be the youth and young old pastor, and I told him, no. I, you don't want this, this brother, no. You see how I was doing my business? Hold on. Hold on. And Pastor looked me up in my eyes and said, you'll be fine. Follow me as I follow Christ. Because he understood like many of us and we are in this constant battle of thinking that it's us. It's not you. It's God. Let us bow. Father God, we come to you now just saying thank you. Lord, we thank you for your amazing and magnificent word. We thank you for an open book test. We thank you for giving us the answers and also supplying us with a holy tutor. Supplying us with a holy tutor, Father God, to be able to take these tests of life, to be able to bring you glory and honor and praise. Lord, we say thank you. As your word has gone forth, Father God, I ask that it would land on soil ground this morning. That it would go to a place that would be fertilized and that plants would begin to grow. Spiritual plants, Father God, that these seeds that are sown today would transform the lives of your people. Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing in and through my life, Father God, I actually just continue to be with City Church of Sacramento as we continue to love on this community, to, as we love on our co-workers, as we love on our family. Lord, help us to be that light. Help us to be that salt. Lord, we thank you for everything that you're doing. Lord, we lift up our first lady, we lift up our pastor before your throne of grace, Father God, that you would be with them, that you would continue to strengthen them, that you would continue to encourage them. Be with them as only you can. Lord, we thank you for this place called City Church of Sacramento. 
We thank you for it being a place that we can call home, where we can be loved on, where there's no strangers here. Lord, we thank you that we have a place where we can be, uh, where we can receive hugs, where we can receive uh, a joy. Lord, we thank you for everything that you're doing in and through all of us, Father God. As we go down from this place, but never from your presence, Lord, we ask that you would just be with us. For the enemy is waiting for us. Lord, our flesh is waiting on us. Help us to overcome. For in your word it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So Lord, we ask that you would help us to overcome evil with good uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for our babies. We thank you for, again, a place where they can go and become, and get their cup filled with wisdom and knowledge about who you are. And Lord, we thank you for our teachers. Lord, we thank you for everybody who has a hand in helping City Church do what City Church does. We thank you. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And it is in the precious, holy, holy, holy name of your son, Jesus Christ, we say amen. Amen. God bless you.